0: Welcome to Software Security chat Chat, episode 258 for the 16th of February 2017. I'm Chester Wisniewski, and I'm here with my colleague at the RSA
1: Conference, John Shire. Good afternoon, Chad. How are you today?
0: We're well. Uh, we're well. I'm well. I'm pretty tired, as you can tell. I can barely speak. and My voice is just hanging in there after our, our party with our uh, partners and customers uh, last night at the... Uh, the spin bar i guess it is or? yeah it was
1: definitely a good night to see everybody it looks like everyone had a great time out there and uh, always great to connect with our partners and our customers especially at a big event like this they you know they can hang out with whoever they want but they chose to hang out with us yeah it
0: was excellent and in fact i'm, I'm going to do a little test here to see if our cmo listens because i saw him get beat by a professional uh, ping pong player with an iphone
1: exactly yes
0: So that that was pretty cool although i think
1: it it was a valiant effort on his part i think he got a few points he didn't get skunked so that's good
0: well uh, of course we're here to talk about the rsa conference now that's just about to wrap up on thursday and we've had an opportunity to wander around the show floor and see what everybody's talking about and of course uh we're feeling rather current uh, with us announcing our acquisition of vincia last week with seems like the big theme here has been machine learning and artificial intelligence and uh some of the uh, the, p- the past memes have died down. I didn't really see anybody declaring the endpoint dead, uh, so that was good.
1: Yeah, the endpoint definitely is uh, hot again. I uh, I saw a lot of um, companies also focusing in on mobile app security, which um, you know, considering the buzz around IoT these days, I think probably makes a lot of sense for trying to secure the apps uh, that are communicating with a lot of these IoT devices. Also, um, a lot of digital identification or identity management. Out there as well. So knowing who's on your network and whether they're authorized to do the tasks they're doing and access the data they're accessing. So uh, you know a, a lot of old, a lot of new, but uh, interesting nonetheless.
0: Yeah, I was uh, I was at a NCSA lunch in the National Cybersecurity Alliance uh, this afternoon, and I was sitting at the table with uh, one of the members of the FIDO Alliance that works on multi-factor authentication and identity, and uh, that was rather interesting listening to some of his thoughts on how. Um, uh, some of us have outmoded ideas with regard to multi-factor authentication. And, of course, many of us would argue that you shouldn't receive, say, your secure token on the same device that you're authenticating with because if it were compromised with malware... That would be a bad idea, right? Because you'd be able to steal the token. But in addition to that, you know, we're seeing more security chips being embedded into things, right? So first, we've had the trusted platform module, of course, that we use on our laptops that many of us store our encryption keys for our full disk encryption on. And now that kind of technology is starting to move into a trusted execution environment on our phones where potentially you could be authenticating with your phone as a multi-factor even when you're using your phone because that that trusted authentication would occur in that trusted execution environment which is independent from the general purpose operating system that you may be running like Android or iOS so uh, there certainly is some uh, you know trying to Be some innovation around making it easier to do the right thing i think most people resist multi-factor because they don't want to remember to bring a token carry another thing plug something in memorize numbers and type them in on their keyboard so i thought that was pretty interesting as well
1: yeah, I think as, as we approach the Apple model of frictionless security, it's just going to gain better adoption across the board, so anytime you can make it easier for people to participate in a system that is more secure but easier to use, you're, you're winning.
0: Yeah, sadly, I didn't see as much as I would have liked to have seen around uh, uh, information sharing. I mean, the last few years, threat intelligence has been one of the big buzzwords at RSA, and of course, I've been very critical of that movement because most of the information being shared is not terribly useful information. And I was kind of hoping we would see some uh, evolution or progress on that front with what information is useful to share and how can we be more efficient at sharing it. But sadly, I think most of the threat intelligence companies still decide that their data is proprietary, let's lock it up, and the sharing doesn't really seem to be on the agenda.
1: Yeah, when it comes to the threat intelligence stuff, I, I looked around at a lot of the companies that are providing it today, and it's still a lot of noise, it's very disorganized. Uh, both of us walked by one particular vendor which had this this amazing spider web map that uh, just we couldn't make sense of it. And that's really where this whole threat intelligence piece is has stagnated is there's a lot of data that's not necessarily meaningful to everybody, but we're trying to jam this data down your throat saying threat intelligence, threat. you need this, whether it's relevant to your environment or not. So I think those a lot of those companies need to come up with a better strategy to provide that data in a meaningful way that's contextual to the people that they're talking to rather than just pushing the idea of threat intelligence.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of TMI, if you will. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, the, 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 there's the usual shenanigans at a conference like this. I see vendors with race cars in their stand. I see vendors with putting greens. I see, uh, I'm looking at... Uh, One particular vendor that starts with a capital M and ends with a T that was showing off some hololens Demonstrations because of course apparently maybe that's a better way to view your useless threat intelligence. There you go, Um, but you know All in all I think some of the rhetoric seems to have died down too. I mean I there seems to be less uh, of the sensationalism and more of Uh, The vendors kind of just coming right out and saying what it is they do. And certainly you and I both had some rather interesting conversations with people that clearly were involved in the design and development of the products. We could have a real meaningful conversation about how it works, what it works, and and even what the pitfalls are. So I find it uh, encouraging that the industry seems to be maturing to me. Uh, Just a few moments ago, I walked over to our former colleague stand at Udemaco in the South Hall. And of course they've been very involved in securing the IoT as well and through their, their HSM modules. Uh, you know, IoT I guess is a buzz everywhere, even here at security conferences when there is no secure I- and <laughs> lot of a lot of lack of security in IoT, isn't there?
1: Yeah, I, I stopped by the exact same booth as well earlier today and, and had a chat with the same gentleman. And it's it's nice to see that they're thinking of IoT protecting IoT from their perspective, which is with these HSMs, these hardware security modules, protecting, doing code signing and protecting the updates and, and just generally being able to add some some infrastructure layer of security around IoT, for example. Uh, and I, I do share your optimism for the industry. We said this last year, it seems like we're growing up. A lot of the people that we used to you know, look up to, that the hackers are now in CTO positions and they, they're, they're wearing suits as opposed to uh, Uh, to t-shirts these days but you're right uh, just looking around the floor there there seems to be a bit more maturity there's not as many stunts anymore and i think people are getting the picture that you know in order to be taken seriously you have to act in a way that's commensurate with with the message you're trying to push out there so uh, I, i i'm optimistic and positive about the industry going in that direction and I think it's going to be it's going to benefit everybody who consumes security.
0: Yeah, we'll have more to say in the in the following weeks after we get back and have a chance to rest and digest all of this. Uh, but you know, it's such an enormous conference. I don't know if people can really imagine you know two entire conference halls just de- de- uh, just dedicated to security. And in fact, the, you know, the third hall of just talks was so large this year they overflowed into a neighboring hotel. And uh, it, it really is difficult to get your head around the amount of information that's out there, but. Uh, this is where the security community comes together and meets. And so that uh, clearly is a benefit uh, as a community. And uh, you have any, uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up this uh, episode of the chat chat?
1: Uh, the only final thought I have is just, you know, it's great to be in an industry where people do truly care about the safety and security of the people that they're trying to protect. And are trying to innovate, and you know, we did talk to some companies that are doing some innovative things, trying to think outside the box. Uh, sometimes it's it's not necessarily new products; it's it's using you know old techniques and products in, in new ways. So uh, that to me is encouraging, and I, I really like to see that continue, that trend continue for years to come.
0: Apparently, I learned something today. Apparently, there's such a thing as a secure printer. Uh, I've never seen one, but uh, a company that. Uh makes lots of them that were insecure, has uh, started promoting secure printers. So maybe that, maybe that's part of a movement as well. We have to remember that it's not just our PCs and our smartphone devices that are on our networks. We have many other things that we're communicating with, and all of those arguably can present a risk. And uh, um, seeing movement in some of these dumber devices uh, or forgotten devices many times when it comes to security policy uh, was good Good for me uh, as well. kind of opened my eyes and got me thinking about, what other things at work are plugged into the Ethernet, you know, the printers, the scanners, the fax machines, etc. So on that note, I will conclude Sofa Security Chat 258. As always, all of our podcasts are available on iTunes, on TuneIn, and anywhere else fine podcasts are found, including our page at soundcloud.com slash And until next time, stay secure.